In July, CNN published what it billed as a bombshell about WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. CNN claimed to show how Assange published stolen Democratic Party emails in the summer of 2016 in cooperation with the Russian government, all from his place of refuge in Ecuador's London embassy. In stunning new detail, hundreds of security reports, videos, and photos obtained exclusively by CNN and verified by an Ecuadorian intelligence official describe how Assange released stolen Democratic emails directly from the embassy and who he met with, world-class hackers and Russians tied to the Kremlin. Those who promoted Russiagate conspiracy theories naturally portrayed the CNN report as explosive. We had known that the intelligence community had said that WikiLeaks was operating as a cutout for Russian intelligence. We had never had any narrative before about how exactly they did it. We just had WikiLeaks denials. This new open source reporting puts in the missing pieces of not just that Russia tried to help elect Trump and not just why Russia tried to elect Trump, but the actual nuts and bolts of how they did it. From the clandestine meetings to the data transfers to the disguises and the surveillance footage. But in reality, CNN's report was full of smears and errors. In fact, my next guest has counted 40 of them, and he is in a position to know. Fidel Narvaez is a former Ecuadorian diplomat who served as consul and then first secretary at the Ecuadorian embassy in London from 2010 until July 2018, while Julian Assange was a political refugee there. Fidel Navarez has just published a new piece here at the Gray Zone. It's called 40 Rebuttals to the Media Smears of Julian Assange by Someone Who Was Actually There. Welcome, Fidel, uh, to Pushback. Talk to us first about uh, why you decided to uh, write this piece. As you point out, there are so many errors with it, it's, it's hard to know where to begin. Thank you, Aaron. I'm very honored to be at your show. Well. Uh, you know, uh, there's so much misinformation. I would say there's so much defamation in the case of Julian. And there are not many people who come out who really know what happened in the embassy and, say, and set the record straight. As you said, I, w I was there for six of the seven years of Julian Assange, Julian Assange um, stay uh, in my embassy. Um, I saw him every day, basically, for six years. In fact, we share a working space at the embassy. Uh, and I know, uh, I have very privileged position to know what exactly happened there. Uh, what, what was the dynamic between him and, and the rest of, of the diplomatic personnel and the security company that was in charge of um, of guarding the embassy. And basically there are so many smears and speculations and some false information in that report that somebody needed to, to set the record straight. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the very first sentence of the CNN piece is such a giveaway. Uh, I'll read it to you. It says, new documents obtained exclusively by CNN reveal that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange received in-person deliveries, potentially of hacked materials related to the 2016 election, during a series of suspicious meetings at the Ecuadorian embassy in London. So that one word right there in the very first sentence, potentially, 
potentially of hacked materials that of course the rest of the article is attempting to show was given to Assange in these meetings by uh, Russian intermediaries. That word potentially shows that CNN actually has no clue how Assange received uh, the stolen emails uh, that he published. Yes, um, they said potentially hacked materials, but I will, I will say they don't even know that if he received any materials, not just the 2016 um, Democratic Party uh, materials, any materials at all, there is no evidence, there is no proof. Every single meeting of Julian Assange seems to be suspicious for uh, CNN, and especially the ones from Russian uh, journalists or from uh, Julian's friends who are into uh, uh, security of information and they are called hackers by uh, CNN. So uh, yeah, they don't they don't show any evidence. Those materials are not exclusive. By the way, it's quite wild that those uh, reports from the UC UC Global Security Company have been uh, in, on the internet have been leaked. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's very appalling journalism there. Fidel, okay. let's. Let, let's talk about who UC Global is, this security company that you mentioned, this private Spanish firm, because actually this firm, its records are the main source for CNN's article. Uh, it's one of several firms that was hired basically to spy on Assange. Talk about who they are and why you don't necessarily trust everything they say. Yeah, well, I don't know if they were hired to spy on Assange, but they were spying on Assange. That's for sure. If they if they did it by their own accord and by by their own agenda, um, it's for for me difficult to 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 say. But for certain, they were spying on Julian Assange, and that's a private Spanish security company that was hired by uh, Ecuador to um, basically to guard the embassy uh, when Julian came and asked for asylum. The Ecuadorian embassy never had a security company uh, uh, guarding the embassy before. The need for a security company came with uh, Julian in the embassy, as you can imagine, is somebody who was going to live there 24 hours uh, a day, seven days a week. And being Julian Assange, the embassy needed uh, security, that's for sure. Um, I don't know how the government choose that company, really. Uh, but in my own experience, and on the experience of most of my colleagues, that was quite unprofessional um, company. Um, and in order to secure the employment, in the same fashion that, for example, uh, a dodgy doctor will uh, tell you that you have more health problems than you really have. I think they pretty much exaggerated, misrepresented, and in sometimes sometimes even fabricated events uh, in the embassy in the report mm. um, to secure the the employment employment to 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 make 
you feel that you need them because there are problems in the embassy which which um, were marginal and isolated with the company, never, never with the diplomatic staff, never with the Ecuadorians. That was a very um, respectful relationship between Julian and, and the rest of the staff. Right. Which okay. So, 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 contrast, so Fidel, contrast that with the picture we have gotten of the relationship, both uh, as presented in the CNN report and in media reports in general. So, for example, you take the CNN report. They say, quote, that Assange smeared feces on the walls out of anger, unquote. And they talk about him getting into physical confrontations with embassy officials. Is any of that true? Well, it's quite surreal, really, to go through all these myths and defamations that have come out from the side of the Ecuadorian government, the covering Ecuadorian government, which basically committed a crime. When you hand over a political refugee to his persecutors, that is a crime. And in order to distract the attention from that crime, they have launched a very disgusting defamation campaign against Julian. We know that every single moment of Julian Assange inside that embassy is on video, is recorded. Even his meetings with his lawyers, with his doctors, with every visitor, everything. So to say that he, he was smearing feces on the walls, for me is, is, is unbelievable. Nobody will test, nobody will 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 say that that happened in that embassy if they were in that embassy as I was. And if did happen, if in the case that happened, why is not there an evidence of that? Mm. Picture, a video, or anything is basically a lie. Very disgusting lie as many other things which is which are said about Julian. He never had a fist fight with, uh, with uh, security guards. There were a couple of heated incidents in 2,500 days of Julian's stay there, given the conditions, given the lack of professionality of those security guards, there were a couple of isolated incidents but never went as far as a fist fight as CNN is, is, is reporting. All right, so let's go to more of what CNN says here. I wanna play for you a clip from a uh, video report that CNN put out in conjunction uh, with its story about Assange. In stunning new detail, hundreds of security reports, videos, and photos obtained exclusively by CNN and verified by an Ecuadorian intelligence official describe how Assange released stolen Democratic emails directly from the embassy and who he met with, world-class hackers and Russians tied to the Kremlin. So there we have CNN saying that Assange met with world-class hackers and Russians tied with the Kremlin. Uh, giving an impression there that, uh, that Assange was meeting with hackers and Russians tied to the Kremlin in order to carry out this joint WikiLeaks-Russia plot. 
that, uh, that Assange has been accused of. Uh, Fidel Navarez, you were there. Uh, does that square with what you witnessed? Well, Julian Assange was a political refugee. He was not an inmate. The embassy was not a prison. He met with many, many people during those seven years. Journalists, activists, dissidents, um, artists, politicians, many, many. Some of them probably just Russian journalists. What is wrong with it? What's the crime on that? Let's don't forget that before Julian came into the embassy, he had a, his own show, The World Tomorrow. And uh, Russia Today bought the rights for that show and was being broadcast by Russia Today. So since then, this, we are talking about the year 2011, 2012. He had friends at that uh, broadcast corporation. Uh, but there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Why is that every single Russian journalist is supposed to be a Kremlin agent or has ties to the, to the Kremlin? That's how they, they want to uh, portray because they are trying to, to propel uh, uh, the Russiagate uh, narrative. You know, what is funny about this article, you, you mentioned RT. The article tries to recycle a conspiracy theory about RT that was debunked long ago. So it says, um, it says this, it says, RT even published articles detailing the new batches of emails before WikiLeaks officially released them, suggesting that they were coordinating behind the scenes. The claim here is that RT published articles about uh, the uh, WikiLeaks publication of John Podesta's emails before WikiLeaks officially released them. And so CNN thinks that that suggests that uh, CNN, that RT, that RT and, uh, and Assange were coordinating behind the scenes. In reality, what actually happened was, it was very simple. Basically, uh, WikiLeaks published on its website, the Podesta emails. RT and its uh, journalists were monitoring the WikiLeaks website. They saw that the Podesta emails were published because of, because they had been teased previously that they were coming. RT sent out a tweet saying that the uh, uh, Podesta emails were published. And then WikiLeaks sent out a tweet of its own shortly after that. But because RT tweeted basically a tweet before WikiLeaks tweeted, even though WikiLeaks had already published the emails when RT tweeted it, that was taken to mean that RT had some kind of advanced knowledge about the Podesta emails when really, in fact, it was just doing good journalism. Exactly. Yes, yes, that, that smear has been debunked long ago. Um, but CNN keeps trying, of course. Yes. Of course. Well, let's go to more of CNN here. I want to play you to you more fr from their report. So yes. um, uh, this is, again, uh, a CNN video report that was put out uh, in conjunction with their article about Assange at the embassy. 
The exclusively obtained surveillance reports show that the WikiLeaks founder, who had been given asylum in 2012, Inside this embassy, wielded enormous power in the building, rivaling even the ambassadors, with whom he would regularly clash. As these exclusive security photos show, he even got physical with the embassy guards. The documents describe how Assange demanded and got high-speed internet, phones, even a special guest list that allowed certain visitors to not show identification, or be searched. So we've already addressed some of what we heard there earlier uh, when they talked about Assange getting into confrontations and uh, having as much power, they say, as the ambassador. Uh, then there, at the end of that clip, they take issue with the fact that Assange demanded uh, high-speed internet and uh, a special guest list. Uh, Fidel Navarez, uh, what's your response to that? It's not true that Julian demanded anything at the embassy. He might, uh, he might request, if possible, to have better internet. And it's not true that, the, that Ecuador always provided what Julian demanded or what requested. Better speed internet is a need in the embassy, for the embassy as such. So, uh, it's funny that CNN calls a guest with privileges. Since when having internet is a privilege? Since when having visitors is a privilege? As I said, that was not a prison. That was an embassy. And Julian was not, was not an inmate. He was a political refugee. Those were not uh, privileges. So basically, is 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 unbelievable, unbelievable how they twist every single uh, thing in order to to defame Julian and Ecuador. We're going to wrap, but but as we conclude, I, I just want to say that the premise of this story is based on a timeline from the Mueller report that also makes no sense at all. According to Mueller's timeline. Assange would have had to have uh, received uh, the emails from his uh, supposed Russian source after Assange said he already had them because Assange announced in early June that he had releases coming up on the Democratic Party. And it's only after that that uh, uh, Mueller says that Assange made his first contact with the person, uh, Guccifer 2.0, who uh, Mueller says is a Russian cutout. Uh, who Mueller suggests, doesn't even state, Mueller suggests is the one who gave Assange the emails. And then according to Mueller's timeline, Assange would have had something like four or five days to even vet all, the, all these emails before he actually published them, which is also an impossible amount of time because WikiLeaks takes time to verify all its documents. And there's no way Assange could have done this within you know four or five days. So even the timeline itself makes no sense. But again, this is something that gets ignored along with all the facts that, as you've been pointing out, get twisted in the service of a narrative to prove that somehow Assange and Russia are secretly uh, in cahoots. So, Fidel, as we wrap, you know, you've you spent a lot of time in the embassy. You uh, know Assange. And just, what are your thoughts now on what he's going through now? We just recently have had a series of statements from the UN Special Rapporteur on torture uh, condemning what, what Assange is going through. And I'm just wondering, as we wrap, uh, your thoughts on the current state of Assange's ordeal? 
I'm really worried about Julian's fate. And everybody should be worried about that. Because if he goes, it will be a very uh, bad precedent for any journalist, for freedom of expression, anywhere. The reports from the UN special human rights uh, reporters are basically uh, very, very, very strong, especially the one of the repertoire on torture. The stay of Julian Assange of seven years in the embassy had two clear periods. The first six years under, under President Correa, where Ecuador was really protecting him, despite any minor problems inside the embassy with the security company. Ecuador was protecting Julian Assange. And the last year and a half under Lenin Moreno, where, Jul where Ecuador basically withdrew the protection and made everything possible for Julian to live at his own accord. So Julian, the last year was basically tortured. He was isolated. He did not have internet. He did not have access to telephone. He didn't have visitors. At the very end, Ecuador imposed outrageous um, uh, conditions for him as in a prison. So that took a lot of effect on Julian's physical health, health and also in his uh, psychological health. Uh, I'm worried about him. And as you know, um, it's a political issue. And I don't think the United Kingdom has the strength to politically oppose United States. Traditionally, there was not sovereignty when Julian, when the United States pressure the United Kingdom for something. And they are pressuring for Julian. They want his head. And I think uh, only the solidarity that civil society can show uh, probably uh, will save Julian. I'm worried about him. Fidel Narvaez is a former Ecuadorian diplomat, served in the uh, embassy in London where Assange uh, lived for many years as a political refugee. His piece for The Gray Zone, which is up at thegrayzone.com, is called 40 Rebuttals to the Media Smears of Julian Assange by someone who was actually there. Fidel, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.